Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Randy, Andy Datsun. Yes, you are. How are you, Luke? It's been a long time. It's been a while since you and I have done a podcast together. I feel like it was like early lockdown one that maybe we did a it Smackdown show was. together. It was. Pete went away for a week. Um, so yeah, you were you were his his very capable deputy. Um but yeah, no, it's SmackDown was a good show last night, I thought. It must have been, must have been refreshing for you to watch. Oh, God, it was such an easier show to watch. Like, <laughs> you, you, I think it, every single week when I watch SmackDown, I was like, good Lord, this show is so much easier to watch. But when you're taking notes for it and everything, it's a breeze, man. It's so mm. The fact that it is an hour less... It, it, no it feels like five hours less. That, ex, that yeah. extra <laughs> raw hour is like, I don't know, it's just extra sandpaper to the eyes. Well, I was, I was saying this to my wife uh, during the week that I think that, you know, as wrestling fans, we are, just, you know, we're, we're obviously in our little wrestling bubble. Uh, you know, we talk about the wrestling bubble a lot. But I think one of the big, the biggest things of the bubble that because we have just been conditioned to accept it for the last five, six years is it's a three hour TV show every single week. That is mad. Yeah. That is that is watching Lord of the Rings Return of the King once a week it is so long and it's oh. it's also it's also an american show and therefore there are adverts every four seconds uh yeah. i don't know have you ever watched jeopardy no um it's everyone knows i mean i'm assuming everyone knows it's like it's america this american quiz show i can't watch it because there's an advert every four minutes yeah. I hate it. American, American shows are mad for their adverts. Like it is, it's quite shocking how many ad breaks that there are in there. For our American listeners, you don't know what it like. If you come over to the UK and watch TV shows where, you know, for an, a half hour show, you get one ad break. And of course, you watch the mm. BBC, in which case, there are no ad breaks whatsoever. But yeah, man, watching like an episode of Raw Live. We, when we did um, the, the Raw after WrestleMania stream last year, it really is startling, like how often you cut to an ad break. Like bloody hell, we've only just had one. I, I was watching a an American stream of a, a Premier League match uh, a couple of months ago, and the entire time for the first half, there was a bottle cap, like like a kind of like a I, I can't remember, it might have been for Guinness or something, 
just flicking up and down in the bottom corner. It was so distracting. Like I'm watching the football and this, it wasn't small either. It was a good, it covered about a quarter of the screen. It just kept going up. I was like, stop it. I, I didn't, I genuinely had to change the stream because it was so irritating. Well, I so hope yes, you don't change stop it, America. I hope you don't change this stream uh, because we're going no. to talk about SmackDown now. Look at that for a segue. Here is the podcast. Also, as much as we'd want to dive into the Seth Rollins stuff, did not see that Jay White uh, victory coming at all. Like, I did not. See not it at all. No, Tempest. Uh, Tempest was shocked um, because it is the, it's the first time that a, uh, a a briefcase winner, I guess, has ever lost it um, before Wrestle Kingdom. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens. Yes, indeed. Right, but let's talk about SmackDown, which I thought was a pretty good show uh, this week. I, I, SmackDown is easily like, I mean, outside of NXT, it's way better than Raw. It is basically yes, broadly what it I'm is better at. than it's Raw. Such an easier show to watch. But this was a night of distraction finishes out of the, uh, mm. the five matches that we had on this show. Three of them ended with a distraction finish, and two of them were intrinsically tied into this Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, Leah Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio storyline that has been going on forever. Like it is it's pretty yes. much all of 2020 has been dominated by this storyline. Yeah, it's uh it's getting long. I mean, I thought as as we all I think thought with the draft, we go, oh cool. Seth Rollins is moving to SmackDown. Oh, finally, that feud's over. And then it went, oh, right. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily mean that just because they're all in the same brand, they're going to be feuding together. Well, it's going to be fine. And no, but they have just been feuding together. Um, They are changing it, I guess. But it does feel like they're going, oh, how do we end this feud? I have no idea. Okay, let's just keep it going. Right, so they're, they're in love now. They're gonna kiss. Oh God, what can we do now? It 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 doesn't feel like there's there's a week to week plan. It feels like it's a Friday Friday evening. Oh God, uh, what's what can we do next? Um, and that 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 has been reported that the, the SmackDown script, much like the Raw script in recent months, does keep getting ripped up. Um, yeah. I haven't got anything massive like against this kind of new rankle. Um, Rankle? Because I think this rank, wrinkle, 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 <laughs> wrinkle, 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 <laughs> uh, the new rancor. Um, I I don't have anything particularly against this because it sort of plays into the whole Seth Rollins is very arrogant and therefore he's like, oh, of course, Buddy's obviously going to still be my friend. He's he's back with me now. Um, but I I, I, feel, I feel like it's sort of obvious that that's not the case. Yeah, so in on this episode of SmackDown, we had two qualifying matches for the Survivors, the SmackDown Survivor Series team. We had uh, King Corbin versus uh, Rey Mysterio. We had Otis versus Seth Rollins. And in the Corbin Mysterio match, obviously Dominic is out there at ringside. But even before that, uh, Rey was on the phone because he was trying to get hold of Aaliyah Mysterio, who wasn't answering her phone. Um, Classic and teenager. Then- yeah, oh, isn't it just? I mean, when I was a teenager and we didn't have mobile phones, uh, I was never answering mine because um, mm. I'm that old. Um, but we like it, it's during this match, 
um, Seth Rollins comes out onto the stage to kind of like watch on and cheer on Corbin. And then Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah come down to the ring. And this really made me chuckle because Rey Mysterio has been looking for Aaliyah all day, apparently. As soon as Aaliyah shows up, he says, go away. I was like, you've been looking for her all day, man. Frankly, she could have just been standing on the right side of him the entire day. And because he's only got one eye now, he he wouldn't have seen her. Uh, yeah, it, like... I think I think this whole sort of family thing started quite well, um, but the acting is, seems to have sort of got worse as time goes on. I don't think when Ray said to Vince, yeah, I'll sign a new contract, but you've got to have, like, I want my wife and kids to be paid as well. I didn't, I don't think this is what, quite what Ray had in mind, um, having his daughter get involved in a romantic storyline. So uh, Buddy Murphy essentially cost Rey Mysterio the match. He ran into an end of days from Corbin. Um, I thought it was a bit of a boring match, but we'll get into that when we get into the play-by-play. And then later on in the night, Otis versus Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy comes out again to sort of, you know, cause this distraction and distracted Otis, allowing Seth Rollins to pick up the win. And Mm. backstage, Murphy, uh, uh, Rollins approaches Murphy and is like, hey, did I just see what I think I just saw out there? And Murphy says, yes. Uh, disciple Messiah putting themselves back together again. They're on the same page. And I mean, you can see the thumbnail that we've got on this podcast. He is bloody overjoyed, is, is Seth Rollins. Yes. He's very, very happy about this news because he's got his disciple back again. So Rollins walks away. Aaliyah walks up to Murphy and is like, What are you doing? I had your bag, blah, blah, blah. Because the story they're telling is that Murphy uh, or the Rollins thinks that Murphy's not been accepted into the Mysterio family, so he should come back to his flock instead. Mm. But Murphy tells Aaliyah, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. You've got to trust me. So, yeah, so they are back together as a team, but one would probably assume that he is going to turn his back on on old Seth Rollins at some point. It's all news. Never trust. I mean, he's Judas once. I mean, he has turned his back on the Messiah. And I think, I mean, sort of turn the other cheek, as as the real Messiah might say, but I, I, I can't see this going that way. I mean, I think it is very much Seth Rollins being, ha-ha, yeah, I, I am the Messiah, yeah. You you do yeah. follow me, Murphy. Um, yeah, I... Interesting to see where this goes. It does, like I said, it does feel like they are playing this week to week, but I'm going to give it a chance because SmackDown seems to have been quite good at accidentally booking good things recently. Yeah, I'm actually, I was saying this on the Raw podcast uh, when when this storyline was a Raw one, uh, that it's, I am kind of, I'm always intrigued by this storyline. I'm never like massively invested in it, but I am always very much intrigued by it. And I kind of like all the new rankles that they've put onto this storyline and the wrongles that they've been (laughs) uh, adding to to this along the way. Um, But it's, yeah, it, I'm kind of ready for it to like really move into its next gear now because I feel like we have been in sort of second gear for a long, long time. With yes. It. This angle here, though, makes me feel like we are about to shift gears and it'll be interesting to see who, el- who else joins the SmackDown uh, Survivor Series team because we've yes. got uh, Jey Uso and Kevin Owens who had a match tonight, so there's obviously some uh, dissensions there. Baron Corbin, who is the blandest man on the SmackDown roster, and Seth Rollins. So maybe Buddy Murphy is going to end up on the SmackDown team as well, or Buddy Murphy will do something. So I think we are going to 
hopefully see something at Survivor Series that is going to lead to these having a match at TLC. So we can mm. really try to like, because Buddy Murphy, I, I would assume that Buddy Murphy is doing this so that he can prove to the Mysterio family that he can be trusted and is uh, the right man for their daughter. Yes, it is. It is a heavily heel team at the moment uh, on <laughs> SmackDown. Uh, I did fancy book last week with Ollie that it could be Jey Uso, Seth, Dominic, Ray, and Buddy just to kind of really play off that. But I mean that that can't happen now. I think it will still be Buddy or Ray. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Ray. I know Ray hasn't kind of uh, he's lost his he's lost his opportunity. But they do often have that last last chance saloon match where it might be a, a four-way between Otis, Ray, Buddy, and someone else. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, like, like you say, this does feel like they are actually moving on to something new. The kind of the romance stuff was dragged out a bit and the whole, but Daddy, I love him, um, felt a bit kind of wooden and and made up for the sake of it but i'm much more interested in the seth rollins buddy murphy thing than i am in the Aaliyah mysterio buddy murphy love storyline yeah i i would certainly agree with that uh the other thing i wanted to add just before we move into the sort of full play-by-play is that um i will never not find it funny uh wwe staging of people watching uh screens backstage mm. like, i mean i know we we all love to make fun of one person with their neck cranked looking at a screen but yes. you've never seen anything quite so funny when three people are doing it <laughs> and then all the mysterio family standing in a row as they look at the screen it really and made me laugh ray is not the ray's not the taller no ali is taller than ray i think in that picture yeah, she might be wearing heels. We don't know, but um, yeah, but that that made me laugh so much when I was watching it this morning because it looks not a comfortable way to to watch her. Tell. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna re- start reading my notes like this now for the SmackDown <laughs> podcast. I'm just gonna. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Unknown, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Unknown's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons. 
uh, let's get into the full play-by-play itself. Opened up with a cracking uh, little Hell in a Cell mm. rematch, uh, between Bailey and Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is, of course, Sasha Banks's. Uh, you know, this is her chance to finally defend a singles title successfully. I'm. I don't know about you, Andy, but I found this very surprising that that wasn't made more of a big deal of. Like I know Bailey has said it in her promo, and you know she sort of said it in her promo leading into this and the video package. But like, I don't think the commentators really played it up a lot. And like, Sasha Banks finally getting that successful title win didn't feel like that big of a deal. Yes, I genuinely, I really thought Bailey was going to win this because that oh, yeah. is that that's the storyline that they've been telling for so long that Sasha Banks she can win titles, but she chokes as soon as she does um but yeah the, the, it's it's not like wwe commentary either to miss a trick and to not bury something in our brains so deeply that we cannot forget i mean it'd be so like michael cole to mention it eight or nine times like when when, when lars sullivan came back by the way there are little things gone um at the bottom of the screen uh lars sullivan when he came back they they said freak a million times and they don't and, but and that's not important but the thing that's important in this match is that sasha banks always fails to defend and they kind of went oh, sasha banks fails to defend. and then no one really played up on it but and the fact that sasha won clean and then gets attacked after the match so it feels like oh so this is this is it that that's the yeah. end of the feud. I'm, I'm sure they'll revisit it because the SmackDown women's roster is bad. Um, and they've only got a couple of people who can seriously challenge Banks now. But yeah, it felt like a it felt like a weird way to end this feud, especially when there was the history that Sasha has. Yeah, and that that's what I was going to ask you next is that like, do you think that this is the end of the Banks Bailey feud? Because like it didn't feel like a big blow-off moment to this like i i really think that perhaps this is just you know me being a, a fancy booking mark and it's my fault that i'm not seeing sort of the genius of all of this but it just felt like this didn't have that big blow-off moment that the storyline could have had where hmm. you get on, on pay-per-view it's banks versus bailey and it is all about can sasha banks and you really draw that out and you have loads of near falls yeah. and, and there's yeah. really build up and ramp up that drama i was gonna say this should have been pay-per-view like that they could have dragged it out bailey could have put banks out of action again uh something could have happened there bailey could have been out of action for for some time and then on pay-per-view you've got a match where banks just keeps kicking out because she is so desperate to not be known as the person who never never was able to retain but no she won clean she kicked out of one bailey to belly um which isn't i think it's 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 not like it's a protected move, um, so it's yeah it's not it's not actually like kicked out the one winged angel exactly, um, but yeah it looks like we've got Sasha Banks versus the new Carmella who is new because she now wears Peyton Royce's gear. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like as soon as this match finished, Banks walks up the ramp, and then from out of nowhere, Carmella attacks her. So the Banks Bailey thing is like pushed to one side, which is why, like I agree with you, I feel like that's the end of that feud. Now we're now moving mm. on to our new thing. Yes, the new and improved Carmella, and this is a proper. She's just got a new yeah. hat. Like yes. uh, it, it is the exact same Carmella, but she's got a different outfit now. 
and she gives her the super kick and the X factor on the ramp. And that's it. I think we're moving on to, to Banks Mellon now. What 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 do you do with Bailey next? I don't know, but like they've 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 been teasing this new character for Carmella. So the new character is that she likes expensive things, she wears dresses, and she's quite fancy. What was her old character? <laughs> if it's not... Her old character was that she likes expensive things, she's money, and that she is like that that's it's it's like going from it's it's basically Emmalina. It's going from Emma to Emmalina. I mean, I know those are slightly more different characters, but it doesn't make me any more interested in Carmella. Like, no. just keep her character the same because it hasn't changed now. All she does, all she does now, is wear red instead of a sort of one-piece leotard. Um, but yeah, Bailey, I guess she just—I mean, this this feud, this is a TLC feud all over, uh, surely. And then Bailey will be back in it for Royal Rumble I I guess because I mean well, who else have they got they got Zelina Vega Billy yeah. Kay Natalia but Bianca Belair is the only realistic challenger and I think that would be cool because I don't think there's been many times in certainly women's wrestling history in WWE that you've got two um, sort of non-white competitors going up against yeah. each other and Bianca Belair is so good and Sasha Banks is so good that I really, I really see a lot of mileage in that. But yeah. other than that, SmackDown's women's roster is... It's a bit bare bones uh, at the yes. moment, unfortunately, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit because we've got triple threats uh, leading up. I, I'd like mm. to see Bailey get on the Survivor Series team uh, because I think the character is so good that I think that she should... I think she has to be. Like, she has she to be. Like, yeah. They need some star power on that team for, for the star. Mm. Um, apart from, yeah, you know, I, but it's... Yeah, it was a good match though. Like I, I, you know, I feel like we're being slightly down on this because it was a really, really good match. I just feel that this this deserved a better payoff than it than it feels like it's getting. Unless, mm. of course, Bailey is still going to be part of the storyline, which is uh, always possible. Uh, we've got Jey Uso and Kevin Owens backstage uh, talking about Survivor Series. Uh, Kevin Owens seemingly disrespecting the family, being like, you know, Jay is a bit of a whipping boy here, and mm. that led into this Caleb Braxton interview with Jey Uso. Which you know didn't really get to it didn't start because Paul Heyman walks in and it's like um, Roman Reigns did not sign off he didn't authorize you doing this interview uh, so I'm afraid you're gonna have to come with me and this led to a brilliant brilliant segment where Heyman and Jay are backstage they're outside Roman Reigns' um, his dressing room and you know Heyman said like you need to get Reigns, you need to get Roman's permission you need to get the head of the table's permission if you want to do this and Jay looks really like pissed off about this so Heyman goes in and gets him and Roman just comes out and he brilliantly just goes like hey it sounded like Kevin Owens was disrespecting you and if he's mm. disrespecting you that means he's disrespecting me if he's disrespecting me that means he's disrespecting the family and like I think it's you know you need to go and sort that out so Jay walks off and Heyman, there was this brilliant moment. He doesn't look at Heyman and he just goes, I thought you were supposed to know. Like, you didn't know about this? And Heyman's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's like, I thought you're supposed to know everything. And Heyman's like trying to sort of grow. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. And Roman just goes, get me Adam Pierce, And we're going to sort this Kevin Owens problem out tonight. I loved this segment. I did as well. Uh, there is no one better at groveling 
than Paul Heyman. (laughs) He has got the best face in WWE. Yeah, absolutely. The, The power struggle component in this is fascinating because as much as I know Heyman is now aligned with Roman Reigns, you cannot forget the whole Brock Lesnar thing. Like, what is Paul Heyman's... I mean, I know he's kind of aligns himself with the biggest bully in the playground, but you've got to think that at some point Brock will come back. What will Heyman do there? That's one... That's sort of the the kind of... The, the bit in the back of my mind. And the bit in the front of my mind is this... Yeah, Jay, Jay really is part of the family now. And he's yeah. really take, he's taking it. He's, it's not... And a lot of people wanted him to be like, kind of, I don't want to be part of the family. I don't like it. But he's seeing this as an opportunity to be one of the top guys of SmackDown. And arguably, he's, as I was saying to Ollie, he's the second heel on SmackDown now because he's aligned with Roman Reigns. And it's not like Roman Reigns is having matches and Jay's standing there going, mm, yeah, rah, Roman, you're a great guy. He's going out and winning these matches. Yeah. And that's it so was- much more effective. It's so much more interesting for a character as well. And the fact that he is on the Survivor Series team actually makes that Survivor Series team feel way more interesting. Like that Survivor Series mm. match feel way more interesting because like the Raw team is just, it's the usual, how on earth will they possibly coexist on the same yes. page, et cetera, et cetera. All these people who were on SmackDown three weeks ago. <laughs> but the SmackDown team has got this Roman Reigns dynamic to it because Jay is on the Survivor Series team. And instantly, as soon as he's part of that team, obviously, I know he's been, you know, uh, for a week now, but it just makes it so much more interesting. And I'm, I'm much more interested in the, in this, uh, the SmackDown team than I am the Raw team. I'm loving mm. this, this storyline. And, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm echoing everyone, really, that it's just, it's the best thing in WWE right now by quite some margin as well. By it's, quite a way. Um, oh, yeah. And again, I'm even more interested to see what happens when Jimmy, because as Jimmy... As while he's been on TV a couple of times, he is still injured. He's but he's supposed to be back around January, um, so he, maybe he'll come back for some kind of Royal Rumble match thing. Um, that just adds something else to me. I don't think that that's going to over kind of overcomplicate things because they've just been doing such a good job. I don't know who's writing this. I don't know whether it's all Paul Heyman. I don't know whether it's Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Jay, all putting their heads together, or whether Triple H is helping. But whoever's doing it, just keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, because I, this is the most invested in a storyline I've been in a long time. And it's, like I said to Ollie and Pete, it's very rare that I'm watching wrestling and going, oh, wow, what's happened? They're sort of almost forgetting. I know it's not real, but there's sometimes I'm going, and then I go, oh, no, 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 no. I, sorry, yeah. I, like it, yeah. it kind of takes me into it, which doesn't happen very much anymore because of the way that we sort of do tend to know what's going on a lot more than we should yeah but i think it's also good like i i my new sort of like benchmark of how invested i am in a storyline is when i I tend to stop taking notes while i'm watching something because like i just want to focus on the like what's happening on screen and i had that during this backstage segment with with roman jane and paul Heyman, and it was just that roman reigns delivery of like go get me adam pierce like yeah, yeah I, we're going to sort this KO problem out tonight. Raw general manager Adam Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, if he's disrespecting you, that means he's disrespect. I think the the Reigns character is is absolutely fascinating. Uh, mm. A character that is not fascinating, however, is King Corbin, uh, who took on Rey Mysterio in their uh, Survivor Series match. Uh, uh, this King character has got to go. 
Uh, it's been well over a year. Like, uh, who gives an F about him being King Corbin at this point? Especially as they don't hold King of the Ring every year. Like, if it was a thing that King of the Ring was important, I was saying, uh, Tempest was saying, why don't they have King of the Ring instead of Survivor Series? Because Survivor Series, as much as the matches are fun, there has no stakes whatsoever. Um, and King Corbin is just, it's, yeah, he's just, he's just Baron Corbin. With he is Baron Corbin with a new hat, um, yeah. and Baron Corbin wasn't interesting in the first place, and I, I'm not interested in seeing him on this team because he doesn't add anything storyline wise. He's just a guy to take a pin, and I'm I'm almost certain he will probably be the first person eliminated because he just doesn't matter. He hasn't got a storyline. He hasn't really got. I mean, I'm assuming after this he'll align himself with Dolph Ziggler and and and. Uh, and Robert Roode in a new in a new mid card vortex because that's all he's good for, and it's not yeah. interesting because we've seen it a million times before with Baron Corbin. It's the only character that he knows. Not he knows how to play. I'm sure he could do another character, but because he's actually good on the mic, he's he's a good heel, and he's an acceptable wrestler. But they just see him as this guy who sort of is big and is mid card. Yeah, he is just heel fodder. Uh, and it, mm. I, I'm not interested in being on the Survivor Series team. It would have been way more interesting for, for Ray to have been on the team, particularly with Seth going onto the team as well. But yeah, Corbin wins. It was a perfectly fine match. It was a bit boring, actually, um, at, at times, particularly when it was just Corbin grounding down uh, Ray. Um, and yeah, Aaliyah and Murphy come down. Seth Rollins was at ringside. A lot of distractions in all of this. Yeah. Eventually, um, uh, he at the end of days to get the win got very little to say about that i the next match we got which was natalia versus ruby riot versus alina vega for a spot on the smackdown women's team wasn't really much of a match uh it went you know three or so minutes it was very very short it was very very fast and it was very very rushed but i I liked the finish in this i might be the one finish was good Oh, cool. I'm glad because I don't think Pete was massively into it when he did his review, but I really like this finish, which is that Natalia has the sharpshooter on Zelina Vega and Ruby Wright sneaks in and locks in this armbar as well. And Natalia thinks that Zelina Vega is already tapped out. So she lets go of the hold, but doesn't notice that Ruby's got this hold and then Zelina Vega taps out. So Ruby mm. Wyatt picks up the win because of Natalia's arrogance that, Zelina, that she thought Zelina Vega's already tapped out to my move. I really, I thought this was a very, very smart finish. And I thought I thought Natty sold it brilliantly. I thought Ruby sold it brilliantly. I, I quite enjoyed this. Yeah, absolutely. I, it does show the the lack of depth in the, the SmackDown women's match because these people have already tried to qualify before and they're just, just going to keep giving them opportunities to qualify. And then you can have another one. There's no one else. Um, and uh, yeah, nice finish. I don't know why anyone, Natalia would ever think anyone would tap to her, to her sharpshooter because it's rubbish. Um, but yeah, nice finish. It's, it's nice when they do something different. Um, and yeah, it wasn't very long, but Ruby Riot deserves better. And any chance to see her on a pay-per-view in an actual pr- sort of semi-main event-ish spot is is fine by me. Zelina Vega is more of a, still more of a character. I don't think WWE will ever see her as a proper wrestler. Um, and I, I'm sure Natalia will find a way to qualify because there's no one else. 
well, obviously, and you want to have the Natalia Lerner thing, right? Because we were so invested in that team. Over yes. Raw. We really want to see those two finally. Former collide. former best friends collide. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. The hashtag boat. Um, and also, Ruby Wright has had a new haircut as well. Um, mm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume Liv Morgan will get onto the team uh, at some point. i tell you who I want to see on the team, though, and that's Billy Kay, because... So Biggie did this segment with uh, Street Profits and he was playing Trivial Pursuit and stuff to kind of like build up the Street Profits New Day match at Survivor Series. But for me, the standout, the standout of this segment was Billy Kay. Because after Biggie leaves, Billy Kay approaches the New Day about being uh, not so much their manager, but about giving them the inside scoop. She's got her CV, which has got this picture mm. of her on it. And has, uh, she, she's got the inside scoop on the New Day because she's a former Raw star. <laughs> New Day weren't on Raw, but the Street Profits were on Raw. And they were like, dude, yeah. we were on Raw as well. <laughs> but I, she's just got this friend was like, as you can see from my resume, I'm a former member of the Raw roster. <laughs> yeah. She needs, she is not, she, she's not a wrestler. Like, I know she's been wrestling for 15 years, but she is not really a wrestler. And, this is a much better way to, to book her. And she is so naturally funny. I still cannot believe they've split up the Iconics just to give Peyton Royce a, someone else who isn't anywhere near as charismatic, funny, charming, whatever you want to call it. Um, but if they're going to use Billy Kay, use her like this. She's great. And oh my God, yeah. it, was, it, it, it tickled me. And wrestling yeah. segments don't often tickle me. I think she is so funny uh, as you say like naturally funny as well I, I thought she was tremendous in this segment i re- i want good things for billy k i just wish she was still i wish she was peyton royce's mouthpiece that that is yeah. so we could just have we could have the iconics doing their comedy stuff without you know them being as a, a tag team and just pushing peyton yeah. royce to the single star Pff, i'm so like i hate this team with her and peyton uh, her and lacey evans Ugh, it's very bad um Otis versus Seth Rollins was the other um, Survivor Series qualifier we got in this. Hey, guess what? Distraction finish. Um, because mm. Murphy came out uh, while Otis was Otising up and he runs wild. I really like Otis. I, I think he's running wild. I think his babyface fire is very, very fun. And I, I enjoy watching him wrestle. I think he's a very good comedy act. But Murphy yeah. gets on the apron to cause a distraction, allowing Rollins to pick up the win, which sets up the storyline that we discussed at the start of this show. What did you make of it? It was, yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously, Seth Rollins is great. Otis is great in a very different way, but match itself, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think your enjoyment is is a bit tainted by the finish because we've already had this same finish earlier in the match. Um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was, it was, it was a perfectly good TV match, um, and I think. Once again, a lot of the time, a lot of recent matches in SmackDown have more been angles than they have been matches. Like the match has been fine, but the what they've really been booking is this angle. So I don't mind that. And uh, Seth Rollins, it was the right booking for Seth Rollins to win. Um, mm-hmm. But Otis is already looking a bit lonely without Tucker, and Tucker yeah. is already already jobbing out on Raw. What oh, was the man. point? What oh, dude, was the point? Felt so bad for Tucker on Raw. Like he didn't didn't get an entrance. Barely said his name. He's wearing stupid gear. 
he's like ricochet of all people. Barely recognized him. I was like, <laughs> yeah. who is that? Yeah, it proper sucks to be Otis at the moment and Tucker for that matter, because you had this this heel turn at Helena Cell, which I'm guessing is gonna have zero payoff because they are on separate brands, even though we are heading into the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown starts go head to head one night. Position. It's the one night of the year that you could have done this match. Uh, but yeah, Tucker's jobbing out to, to Ricochet, who himself is jobbing out to Retribution. Otis just losing here. Yeah, man, it's it's what seemed like it was... Uh, Otis had such a hot start to 2020. And you really thought... I, I Personally, I really thought that the Money in the Bank was going to take him up to a, to a ne the next level. But if anything, it kind of it plateaued him out, and now he's just free falling. Yeah, they 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 capitalized on Otis, Otis's Otis being so over, and then they went, "Oh crap, we can't have him beat the Fiend. He can't beat Drew McIntyre. Oh no, what have we he's done?" Not Roman. Yeah, he's not going to be Roman or or Braun if if they'd gone that direction. Oh crap. I mean, is he, can he cash in on anyone else? No, that, that would that would make the belt look stupid. All oh, right, let's give it to the Miz. Um, <laughs> all people, yeah, we'll give it yeah, to the Miz and all people. Like at the mo at the time, I was like, oh, Otis, cool. But it immediately, like three weeks later, I went, yeah, they they don't know what they're doing now, and they yeah. clearly don't know what they're doing. Exactly. I mean, 2020 for WWE, because they had their, their ratings free fall during the pandemic, you know, the, the start of the, the pandemic when they had no fans in the arena, which, I, I you know, is certainly not WWE's fault that people didn't want to watch wrestling and, and didn't mm. and could not get on board with this. I think actually them doing the Thunderdome it was a stroke of genius. And I think it's actually worked out so much better for them than anything. Um, but the... But because they were in that ratings free fall, they went into panic modes, which is why we got Raw Underground, which is why we got Retribution. It's why we got Otis as Money in the Bank, because they were like, well, we've got to do something. We, we've got yeah. to try and do something. So that will make people, that will shock people, and we'll make them watch. We'll put it on Otis. But there was no plan after that. And so, yeah, really, really sucks for Otis. Yeah. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of sucking, um, mm. Michael Cole had this interview with Lars Sullivan who spent the entire interview doing this? What a, what a freak. What a freak, eh? Like, yeah. And he's uh, he, he's a freak. He, he was a bully. Well, he was bullied, and that then made him a bully. And then he is going to make people do whatever he wants. This absolutely sucked massive massive balls i thought this was awful i thought lars yeah. was bad it made him look like an idiot i don't even know why michael cole was there because michael cole asked one question and then it was just focusing on lars so like what was the point of it being a sit-down interview hated this segment wwe sit-down interviews have not been good in the last few years backstories in the last few years have been rubbish we had initially the bobby lashley I'm doing it for my sisters, which was Ugh. just the, the god worst. Matt Riddle turned up on the main roster and said, I don't wear shoes, bro, because when I was younger, bro, I got my toes got frostbite, bro, and now when I wear shoes, bro, it feels like I got frostbite again, bro. And they were like, okay. Um, and then you've got Lars Sullivan going, I was bullied oh, I just want to destroy people now to take it out on the bullies. Um, 
I don't, I don't like Lars Sullivan. Nothing Lars Sullivan could do right now would make me like him because he just seems like such a tit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the ring. Yeah. Um, so, uh, frankly, I, I'm not interested in any segment he's in, and it doesn't help when he spends the entire time hyperventilating as if he's just woken up from sleep apnea. Yeah, did not like this whatsoever. It's not really great. What I did like, however, was the main event of Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens. Mm. Uh, this was a really, really good match, uh, sort of punctuated by... This is a good, this is a distraction finish that I don't mind, uh, in all fairness, like because it, it fits into the storyline. The only reason I, I was, I'm sort of like, you know, down on the whole distraction finish is of the five matches we had tonight, three of them had distraction finishes. Yes. Like, they, lose, they lose their muster when you do them over and over again. Um, but this was like Roman watching backstage. You can tell that Roman has got some form of creative control because he's watching the television like a normal person. Like they think <laughs> Roman watch TV like it's a normal thing. You can tell that he's supposed to go like, I'm not I'm not going to be the Mysterio yeah. family standing in a row like absolute dorks. I am going to <laughs> exactly. I'm going to watch this TV like a human would do. Um, mm. But he sends uh, Paul Heyman out to ringside because, you know, he thinks that this match might go all right because Owens was on top. And in all of this, Roman's music hits and Jay uses that distraction to hit Kevin Owens in the dick <clears throat> and proper headbutts him in the nads. And Jay uh, hits the splash for the win. Loved that finish. Uh, loved mm. because Jey Uso then celebrates not like a oh you know uh, I, I didn't want you to do that uh, oops I could have done that on my own no Jay likes the fact that Roman cheated on his behalf because he then celebrates with Paul Heyman he goes up the ramp and he celebrates with the head of the table loving this act it is oh man it's just the best it really is and like I said it's it's Jay thinking this is my chance. And it's it's almost like it's kayfabe, this is my chance. But it also feels like in real life, no, this is actually my chance to not be that tag guy who's got the twin brother. Um, like he, that, that, there was that a fantastic promo he cut where he was like, you are your Roman range, you're the, the poster child. And I'm just the guy who they go, which one is he? And I'm, I, I love that. And it really feels like he is trying his best both in kayfabe and sort of personally to be like, I, this is my opportunity to become a genuine singles star. I don't think he's ever going to win the top title, but this is his opportunity to show, no, I am actually a really good wrestler. I am a great actor. I'm a great character. And okay. Yeah. I might have to use someone bigger and better than me to get over, but I'm sure as hell going to do that. Um, I, I love it. I love yeah. this storyline and I've loved it ever since it started. Yeah, we had a, a patron mailbag question on the magazine show uh, with Denise that was like, you know, the kind of the talk at the moment is for WrestleMania, it's, you know, it's Roman Rock, it's Roman Brock, it's Roman Goldberg. But actually, I think the more interesting storyline is continuing this J thing and you do Roman J3 at WrestleMania mm. and maybe like you give Jay a Kofi Mania moment where he does win the big one and does you know defeat Roman Reigns and sort of like separate himself away and like make himself a star but I think in WWE's mind Jay Uso is not at the same level as The Rock or Brock Lesnar no. or Goldberg and it's WrestleMania so I think they will likely are more going to go in in those directions but man I could totally go for a Jay Uso Kofi Mania run to get to to wrestlemania i think that'd be amazing 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, like you said, I do think their eventual goal, if they can pull it out and if they can get fans, is Roman Rock at WrestleMania. I think that is possibly the biggest match WWE could book in the, from the last 15 years. Like, it's since, since Roxena. Like, it's the yeah, biggest it's, match since Roxena. And the storyline writes itself. I mean, I'm not saying WWE's creative isn't talented, but they don't need a lot of help with this one. Ro- no. Roman, I am the head of the family. I'm the head of the Anawaii family, like the biggest wrestling family in history, arguably. Um, and you've got this ready-made global superstar, WWE legend, who can just go, excuse me? Yeah. And that's that's the story. You don't need anything else. <laughs> you could just have them going, no, 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 I'm the head of the family. Rock goes, no, you're not. And Roman goes, well, I am. Okay, WrestleMania. It doesn't even need a build. You just go, oh, by the way, <laughs> it's Roman Reigns' rock at WrestleMania. Everyone's going to go, okay, I'm watching that. your plans for the rest of the weekend my friends um well uh it would have been to see uh, my lady partner if it hadn't been for lockdown uh yes we are in lockdown to wrestle talk nil um yes it's quite it's quite sad really um because the 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 i like playing football but lockdown does mean that i don't have to play football on weekends which means that i'm more able to see my lady partner on weekends but now I can't even do that. Um, yeah, but I thought, like, I thought there was that thing. If you're in a long, like, as a long-term relationship, is that not a thing, or have I made that up? There, so there, there was, there was the Sun reported, greatest newspaper in the world. I'm joking. Sure. Um, that they had learned that they had learned that people in long-term relationships would be allowed to meet up for naughty times. And it's like, that's weird in itself. Also, how do you prove you've been in a long term? Do you go, no, no, officer, look at my WhatsApp conversation with her. Look at all the messages we've sent. Look, they started a year, almost two years ago. Look, we, 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 we're saying we like each other in these. Um, so I don't really know how it works. I guess, like, because before this, I was living on my own. So there was that, that support bubble. So I could go and visit her because I could go and stay in one other household. But now I don't think that exists because it is full lockdown. You can't go anywhere um, because she is she is doing a PhD. So in the week, she's really busy. She doesn't get home till eight o'clock, half eight. So in the week, don't really get to see her anyway because I can't really just go up to London at eight o'clock in the evening every day. And on weekends, I've got football on a Sunday. And because I work on a Saturday morning, the only time we've really got are Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But because I can't really drive up to London to see her on Saturday afternoon, because then I've got to drive back again for football, because that's in, that's where I live. But then I can drive up after football again. So it's very difficult. Um, so I was thinking, oh, great, lockdown might mean that I can see her more often. And be yeah, we're slightly screwed for that. But so I imagine I'll be playing video games and looking out of the window i might go for some some walks i need to start training without giving too much away i need to start training walking oh it's so exciting uh i, I can't wait for that big reveal um mm. I, how are your your plants holding up because you were you, lockdown one 
like that was a bit of your thing was to like you were growing vegetables yes uh they looked they looked they looked great they are dead now because they it's it's getting cold um yeah. and that those summer plants do not like the cold but i have now planted some winter uh flowers which will hopefully blossom in the spring they are called wallflowers um which you may have heard of uh mainly from the book perks of being a wallflower got nothing to do with the actual flowers uh but yeah they are they are flowers that you plant in about october and they will uh bloom in the spring so uh yeah that, that, that's nice it's it's a nice thing to do um especially when lockdown is is getting you down uh which which it does do and i think this week and i don't really i i don't want to go into the election because it's so maddening. But I think this week has been the most diff- difficult emotionally, I think, because I was like, I don't, like lockdown doesn't really change my life that much because I, we were basically locked down already and I can work from home. But you do sort of almost feel a bit more trapped. You, you, you do feel a bit more trapped. Um, and then for some reason, I just, I found myself getting so invested in this, in this, in this election because I just hate the fact that everyone's just lying and getting away with it oh, just constantly right. it's terrible um, absolutely terrible and it's made me really angry my girlfriend's like been saying you need to stop looking at the election because it's genuinely like upsetting you and the fact that people are allowed to get away with this stuff is upsetting you and i was like no but i can't because i've got nothing else to do like i've got work in the day but it's the then it's the evening i'm going has biden won yet no has, has he won yet no come on yeah, so it's been a it's been a very emotionally charged week. Last night, I was just found myself really pissed off um, about the whole thing. And I know, I know you, as you mentioned yesterday on Twitter, that it's been it's been a it's been a it's been a tough week as well for you. I, how are you, Luke? I'm, I'm okay, mate. Like, I, yeah, I, I think if, thank you to everyone who did reach out to me on, on Twitter yesterday. I had a lot of lovely DMs from people and, and messages and whatnot. I, I don't, oh, honestly I have no idea what it was. I just had a bit of a wobble. Like I, I just yeah. sort of sat there. For, I just sat there for an hour and I was just sad. And like, and it, it wasn't to do with the election. It wasn't to do with lockdown. It wasn't to do with work. Like my wife just kept asking me, I was like, you know, she kept asking me, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And I'm just going, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just sad. I'm just sad for a bit. I've, and I was yeah, just I've sad for that. a couple of hours. I've had that in lockdown where I've just been sitting there and pulling back the curtain a bit. I've just started, so I've just started uh, some new medication for. Uh, ADHD and uh one of the one of the sort of symptoms of ADHD and it's 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 often linked with things to do with it's it's not depression but it can make you incredibly anxious which can then make you feel um sorry for podcast this is that's right i've now got i've now got a sense of that mate it's bad um, the knees it, are i don't got a it, sense of her it it can make you feel awful and there's been a couple of times during lockdown where i've just felt so hope, hopeless about the whole sort of situation, but I've just sat there and I've just gone like, oh no, I'm about to cry. And it's not yeah. like I'm like really like ah, crying like that, but tears just start and I'm like, oh, I've got to distract myself and I'll call my girlfriend and she'll make it better again because that's what they do. Um, but yeah, I think it's been the same for a lot of people. It's just, it's been such a bizarre year that, and no one was expecting it. Um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been, there's just been times where I've sat there and gone, wow, this is it. This, this, this is 2020. This has been a whole year of my life. And I am someone who 
uh, again, peeling just I'm just peeling about loads of emotional curtains here. I have a genuine phobia of the idea of death. Uh, mm. I have a genuine like, oh god, life is short, man. And especially when a year like this happens, where it's felt like it was March yesterday. Um, I'm like, crap, I need to do stuff. And because I'm in lockdown and because you sort of go, no, you can't do that things you normally, I'm like, but, but now I'm just waiting to die. Um, and it's one of the things that I've like, I'm, that I'm hoping that my, my medication will sort of stop these thoughts that will just kind of channel their way inside my brain. But uh, yeah, I just, I want to be able, I want, obviously everyone wants this to be over. But I'm really looking forward to just being able to sit there and go, I'm going to do this thing that I want to do. And I can do this without feeling guilty. Like I can go to the supermarket whenever I want now and not feel like, oh, but I went to the supermarket two days ago, but I have run out of milk. Yeah, I know. But do you really need milk? That sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I I don't know what to 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 add to that, man. Like I I completely sympathise with with your situation and and empathise with it as well. Like it's yeah, it's been it's been tough, man. It's been it, it's funny that you said like you know March feels like it was yesterday, and it does, but it also feels like it was forever ago. Like yes, it is, it, 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 that's so strange. It's so strange. <laughs> it really does. But I can tell that we're into a brand new lockdown because I did a lockdown quiz yesterday. The, uh, the did the, you the, win? uh we came third out of six Aww. so literally mid mid table yeah but we were we were scuppered slightly because the first round was um about fireworks nights and was there like you know uh, about the 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 gunpowder the gunpowder plots which i know you know pretty much dick all about i yeah. didn't know there was more to the rhyme of remember rem- uh, remember remember the 5th of november i thought that's where it ends but gunpowder like, treason and plot uh, I don't know the rest bit? of it, but I was gonna, that was yeah. the question. It's like, what's the next bit? And I was like, I didn't even know there was a first bit. Well, it's like of... people don't know there's a second verse of the UK of the English national anthem. Is there? It's like, yeah, you if you know, you know he goes, go on, and then he goes, God, the Queen, and then at the end he goes, something rain over you, something with cheese and poo. I don't know. Like there is another, <laughs> there is another fall. Uh, full two verses after that, after the one that the, the football players sing with the least passion in the world. God, uh, <laughs> it is a rubbish national anthem to be there. When you've got the ones like the New Zealand national anthem, the Australian national anthem, even the American national anthem, which are just so much more kind of like, yeah, this gets, it gets me up for this sporting event I'm watching. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I think we'll bring this podcast to a close. Uh, but I suppose, you know, we'll leave with our, our lovely parting words of reach out to someone, reach out to your friends, yes. you know, just, just just check in with them, make sure they're all doing okay. I was texting a friend of mine yesterday. I haven't actually seen like, the best man at my wedding. I haven't seen him in like face to face in 18 months because yeah. the we, we live quite like separately away from each other in the country. So we don't get to see each other that much anyway. And the last time we nearly got to see each other, he couldn't make it. So I haven't seen him. Like actually, I think it's been almost two years since like we've actually been sort of like face to face meeting together. But uh, I was texting him yesterday because System of a Down released some new songs, and so we were just texting back and forth about that, and it felt really, really good. So reach out to your friends. Yeah, do do that. I mean, I yeah, I I haven't seen like I'm I'm someone who has few friends but very good friends. But I, I haven't seen them a long, in a very long time. And it really hit me the other day where I went, I haven't seen anyone from the office, apart from Pete and Laurie, for about two minutes since genuinely the last time I saw you, Luke, was the 12th of March. 
Because I remember oh, that was the day that Ollie was, I was, it was a Thursday and the next day I wasn't going to come in. And on the Friday, Ollie went, right, from next week, we're not we're going off. into the office. Um, and we haven't been back. So I haven't seen Ollie since then. I haven't seen, I've seen Louis for one day. Um, but yeah, everyone else in the office, it's been, I have seen your top half on the Zoom calls. <laughs> I have no idea if you have legs. Uh, I mean, I'm still wearing my pajamas, to be honest. And it's actually 20 mm. to 1 in the afternoon. Me too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, let's draw this to a close. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Ollie and I will be back on Monday, I believe, with the full gear review. Make sure you watch our live stream reactions tonight. Very, very excited about it. It's me versus Ollie Davis for the championship. It is on the line. Until then, take care. Love you. Goodbye. Rebel, rebel, now it's mine!